Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Mikey Meatballs here fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Parlay Kid and Brother Bry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm all screwed up. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> What's going on, Sal? What's going on, buddy? It's almost like we have a big, big, big change coming up, and I'm uh, losing my mind here. Uh, speaking of, I lost my mind, and we lost the co-host, too. Harry is, um, what is he on? A, he's stuck on a plane. He's, in, I don't know what he, I don't know what happened. Springsteen is playing at the Days Inn in La Jolla, and he had to jet over to the San Diego area. Is that what happened, babyface? That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. that, that covers it. Okay, good. And he said something about fog, having a foggy head. I, I don't know what it is, but he may join us later. He may not. We won't have a lot of tolerance for his uh, airport Wi-Fi trying to get through, but we'll see what we could do. We'll get on with it. We have football to talk about. We are Parley Kid. We are Troy Aikman days away from kickoff eight, right? Thursday night, college already in full swing, first full slate this weekend, actually starting tomorrow with Utah, Florida. Fun one. We previewed both those teams. Oh, yeah, in our, baby. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, break down the whole schedule, the big games on Thursday's episode. But let's talk pros as we've been doing on Wednesdays. We review hard knocks. I, I got to say, Brian, Barley, could you watch the second half of it? I, Brian, you watched. I, I was kind of bored with this episode, Brian. Was there anything special? Did I miss anything really big or good or in- interesting at all in this hour? Um, I don't know. A lot of. Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers was cursing a lot oh, at the yeah. beginning of it in practice, right? Mm-hmm. Probably can, might not have liked that. My gosh. Um, That's why he skipped the first half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a little confrontation between <laughs> Rodgers and the Giants player. You know, then that then was they, cool. That was fun. He's like, yeah, I don't even was... know who you are or something. He's like, he said that you can't come back from that. That was actually interesting, I thought. <laughs> and then he went, the same thing happened again. Like, uh, on that touchdown pass that he threw to Wilson, that guy kind of got up on him again. So right. they, they continued jawing at each other. Um, what else happened? Then the they started focusing on the players after that, right? Then they started going into the wide receivers a lot. Those t- the two rookies that yeah. um, Cap. they weren't sure. Yeah, they started juggling Cap. the, the whole yeah, M&M, right. M&M right. thing. It was from cuts down set, right? Andre Reed's uh, school there. Um, yeah, what else? There was Floby talk. Uh, baby face right charcuterie boards what else is that it i, I don't even know what to take of it i it, it feels like it's uh it's gonna end uh, at the right time well you know they they were running out of stuff when the last minute they were just discussing their favorite broadway shows oh so my that, god yeah i think that was uh a big <laughs> big jersey boys and wicked we learned aaron but- rogers ranks wicked the, the his favorite so well, we apparently have to see Back to the Future, though, now. Oh, I know, no, I know. I, no, I don't want to see that, that anyway, but yeah, that's, uh, that's well, it's at the top of my list once once football season's over, which is very, very soon. Oh, no, wait, it hasn't even kicked off yet. <laughs> yeah, I think about um, 40 minutes in, as they were uh, prepping for the Giants-Jets game, they played the Sopranos theme, right? HBO. Yeah. The theme came on, and I was like, oh, thank Christ, just play an old episode at this point. Real, I'll... 
I am so bored. I'll sit through three <laughs> Dr. Melfi therapy sessions right now uh, before watching the rest of this. But they um, could have kept they could have kept that going with that music. The only thing is, like, it was uncomfortable. Was it uncomfortable for you seeing Sala every time yeah, they would pan to him? Because like, they it would be one thing it. if he was looking cool or like mm -hmm. you know he was like I don't know. It just had this weird face on him the whole time. Like, uh, why do you guys have the camera on me while they were playing that? that music i didn't love yeah, that right i you know i don't know what it was going to be meadow parallel parking at the end and dropping <laughs> off uh, uh Brees hall i'm not sure what they were looking for there but anyway yeah you're right aaron Rodgers outdid uh tony soprano with the f-bombs you missed it Pollock. kid they just showed a little friction i wonder if they asked them ahead of time if they got approval because it doesn't doesn't make them look great and everything was very rosy and cheery up until um that but aaron Rodgers was he was missing his receivers and you know they weren't doing what he wanted the routes weren't Right, he went off on Randall Cobb too for the uh, preseason that was game. Funny. So was, I actually like yeah. that. I like the Cobb part actually. Yeah, I think when the Cobb game was, actually itself was okay. When the, Cobb the, had the penalty there, and he yeah. was just like calling him Cobby, and obviously, like it's fun because you know they're obviously Cobb has a job in the NFL still because of his buddy Rogers. But that right. was that was a that was a fun thing to see. The only other thing I would say, God, I hate those Jets uniforms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, hate those Jets uniforms. Ugh. Could they add a little to cheese old, to it? Just a little wedge uh, of cheese or something for Aaron Rodgers? I don't know what it would be, but yeah, they could work on that. All right, listen. So dull. We went through all the divisions. We went through all uh, the, the conferences for, for college football. And so now we have player props left. Now next week, big announcement coming soon, but next week we're going to go over our Super Bowl picks and MVP picks and all that stuff. Uh, rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. We'll hit it all, but let's just do quarterback and running back props today. First, we want to catch you up on a couple of things. The Colts put Jonathan Taylor on the physically unable to perform list. They did this after they announced they couldn't come to an agreement on a trade with, I don't know, I guess there were like six suitors. The, the, from what I saw, there were six teams interested, Parlay Kid, and they didn't get it done. And now he can't play for the first four weeks. I really feel like it's a rare meeting of the great NFL minds where everybody screwed up here. Everybody. So look one. Yeah. This is uh mismanagement from the top one. You can't, you, you've got to treat your best player better than the way the uh -huh. Colts have treated Taylor Two, I think Taylor's really losing out here too. He's going to lose money. Yeah. Um, and we've seen when running backs have done this before. It never seems to work out for them. It never seems to work out in their favor anyway, does it? Right. I, don't, I don't think it does. I mean, we were able to get, like, look, I, I do think uh, the good news for him is he is super tradable, right? McCaffrey we got traded last year mm -hmm. during the season. We saw more trades midseason last year than we ever have before in the NFL. It will eventually happen for the guy, but uh, bad management Bad agent yeah. advice. I feel like it's just bad all around. It's just, it's we a talked shame. about the, shame. The, the way they can get around it. Like, right. He signs the deal, whatever. He just, he he ends the holdout. He plays and then figures out an injury. And that to me puts him in the same light as it is value wise as it would if he sat out the first four weeks. Right. I don't know, Brian, what the difference is. So yeah, John Taylor point. screwed up too. The Colts I, yeah. really screwed up probably by not trading him. Who knows if he'll ever play for them the way the this is going, right? Yeah, I don't think – yeah, if he plays, it's going to be just a few games, I think. And like Parley said, he's going to be traded. I, I'm actually surprised. You know, they were going over the suitors, and one of the team – the main team that tried to trade for him that came out today was the Packers. 
Mm. And then I was like, the Packers had Jones makes like $12 million. <laughs> Dylan was like a high pick. Right. You're paying running backs like $17, $18 million. They were going to pay Taylor too? Like what? Uh, it's just all an F you to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, it's kind of funny. They're just loading up on uh, skill position Although, players. You got to be yeah. happy that you didn't take them in fantasy, though, right? No, I know. Yeah, I wasn't going to anyway. I don't know. I just see any running back. I'm like, oh, that, that guy's going to screw me. No, that guy's going to screw me. I can get excited about receivers in fantasy. Running back, I'm like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care who, who you hand me at this point. It's going to be a disaster for my team. But um, yes. All right. So he's on the PUP for four weeks. I'm looking at the notable cuts. This happened a couple of days ago. Colt McCoy. It was like right after I was screaming about how Arizona is going to steal a win from Washington week one. Colt McCoy against his old team. And I think he, he may have even been cut by then, by the time I said that. So he's gone. And I was like, oh, man, this team, you know, I know nobody tanks, but they're not doing their yeah. best to put their best on the field. So if it's Josh Dobbs or it's the tune, right? Yeah. It's the, uh, that, the Houston quarterback, right? Parley kid at this point. Yeah, the, the Dobbs thing didn't make sense. You know what? Sal? I, it almost seems to me what, what some of these backup quarterbacks is, unless you have a really good one, uh-huh. right? You almost don't want your backup quarterback to be good enough to win you games. <laughs> right. right. Like, why would the why would the Cardinals want McCoy to win like three games for them this year? Uh-huh. If he could, or four games. It almost doesn't make sense for a team like that to have a guy that could possibly win them some games. If, if especially again, we don't really say tank in the with the NFL like we would with the NBA, say, but right. we're starting to see some more signs of this in the NFL, right? We really are. I mean, we saw it with the Texans last year where it seemed like at the end of the year, Lovey Smith was told to tank and he didn't, right? And he came yeah. back to get him. That gave me some uh, so, hope a little bit that the, I, right, uh, that the, right. the, that the, the coaches, coaches don't are going against the, the owners' coaches wishes. coaches do not want to lose, though. Right, but yeah. upper management uh, really probably in some cases is hoping because they're still collecting their – selling out their stadiums, collecting their money anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the advantage of them winning five games? Yeah, so, well, and ahead, look, bro. the NFL, the NFL too, you can't, the only way you can tank, right, is by taking guys out. You can put a bad team on the right. field, but everybody's always going to play hard. You yeah. have to. Yes, other, otherwise, sure. you could be dead. Like, it's right. just that, you yeah. know, it's. A, bu- a buddy of mine sent me this, Arizona Cardinals, and I'm still going over four and a half. I don't know why I'm so stubborn with this, with the uh, Cardinals win total. I just think the Rams are going to be worse, but it's getting really close. Uh, the, the Cardinals 53-man roster week one of 2022, 28 players are no longer on their active roster or within in the organization. That, that's, that's I mean, that's a lot of red crossouts here. But then, Brian, I was looking at it and like, uh, why was I so not excited about Colt McCoy, but why was I so c- content? I'll say I looked at his last three games, no touchdowns, one interception, no touchdowns, one interception, no touchdowns, one interception. So Josh Dobbs, Colt McCoy, Clayton, Tune, whatever the hell's the difference right. at this point. Right. Uh, if they're not going to bring Kyla Murray back and if he's not going to be ready till December and uh, still have a decision to make, it doesn't matter. Uh, Patriots cut uh, Zappy and Lee Cunningham, but then add them back on. I guess they're practice squad guys now. So it looks like Mac Jones is going to be their only uh, starter on the roster, but uh, they'll have to bring one of those guys up as yeah, a backup. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah. they don't have a backup quarterback right now on the depth chart. Uh, no, right. So I'm not really sure what's going on there in New England, but they know what they're doing. They, they'll figure it out. Yeah. And I've obviously, to, you know, I'm surprised that uh, 
Cunningham didn't get picked up by somebody or something yeah, like right. that. Or, or Zappi. I mean, he did so, show some flashes. Had a terrible preseason, but showed some flashes last year. Yeah. So forget, let's forget about the Zappies and the Cunninghams and the, yeah. you know, you know, the, the uh, Colt McCoys for a second and talk about the good ones, the ones who are favored in quarterback categories on Caesars for passing yards and passing touchdowns. We'll do this also with running backs as well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, no, you know, no surprise here. Favorite in both categories, passing yards. He's a four to one favorite passing touchdowns. He's three to one favorite. Um, Parlay kid, you like him for passing yards at four to one. It's hard to argue. And, you know, you you can go Mahomes MVP. You can go Mahomes, you know, Chiefs Super Bowl. You can go Mahomes most passing yards, most touchdown passes. You're probably going to win one, two, three or four of those, right? Yeah, I'm not one to really go chalk here. I like to kind of roll the dice on somebody. But I think get, getting Mahomes at four to one is good value uh, mm. for a guy that averaged 308 yards passing per game last year. Led the league by over 500 yards passing. And he did that while the Chiefs had the fifth most passing attempts. So I think that's pretty impressive that you lead the league uh, in passing yards by 500. Uh-huh. And yet the Chiefs as a, as a team, uh, really Mahomes played almost every single snap, had they were still fifth in a passing attempts. So right. pretty impressive. Uh, and that that number could, could go up. I think Pacheco... Uh, him, his emergence probably uh, helped hurt uh, the uh, number of passes. But that being said, and here's what you have to like about Mahomes, no matter what, Sal, it really doesn't matter who his receivers are, right? As long as he has Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, as long as he has a running back like McKinnon to throw the ball out of the backfield to McKinnon caught 51 passes last year, by the way, 56 passes, I should say, for 512 yeah. yards. They might be more athletic at the wide receiver position than they've actually been in past years between uh, Tony, Sky Moore, uh, Rasheed Rice. They're, yep. they're, they're younger, but at the same time, they might be more dynamic and athletic. So, and as long as Andy Reid is calling the shots there and calling the plays, uh-huh. he's very innovative, Sal. He always has great game plans. Mahomes at four to one is still yeah. really good value to lead the league in passing yards. And if, you know, as long as that offensive line holds up, which it should, and uh, you know, he figures out how to complete passes in every situation. It's almost annoying unless you have money on him at four to one. I don't even know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to, maybe this is a hedge because I I'm so anti uh, chargers and pro chiefs, but I'm going to take Herbert for most passing yards only slightly Higher odds at plus 450. Last year, Mahomes edged Herbert, or didn't edge him, by 500 yards, 52.50 to 47.39. So I'm banking on either Mahomes missing a couple games or for those, you know, TCU rookie-wide receivers to pick it up or both. Um, Like I said, I'm a lot riding on Mahomes and the Chiefs, but a little bit of a hedge here with the gunslinger, you know, say what you will about that Chargers team, but Herbert hovers around 5K every year, 9,700-plus yards over the last two years. So I'll take Herbert plus 450. Bri, you're dipping into the most touchdown passes um, category where Mahomes is also favored at 3-1. to one. Yeah, and look, when we went over the AFC West the last time, too, I liked Herbert there, too, for most passing yards because he has finished second twice uh, in the last two years. And mm-hmm. I would think, you know, 10 to- 10 to 1 for most touchdown passes for Herbert's not bad either. I know he had 25 last year, but two years yeah. ago he had 38. So he was right. he was right up at the top. 
So look, again, you have to kind of take Mahomes here. You have to expect he's going to be up here, although it is crazy to think that Mahomes could win it again. Again, when you look at the receivers, you just you try and add up the touchdowns and you're like, how do you how does he get to 40? How does he get to 45? Yeah. With some of these guys, he just does. I was just trying to look for some upside here. So I was looking at Trevor Lawrence at 30 to one. Look, the guy had 25 touchdowns last year. I think uh-huh. you're going to see. He, I think this year he definitely gets into the 30s. So it, once you get into the 30s, whether it's 32, 35, I think all of a sudden 30 to one is a good long shot there, especially with the skill positions, adding Ridley. If Ridley's as good as he was with Atlanta, there is a right. chance, and even throwing the ball to ATN out of the backfield, there is a chance for Lawrence touchdowns to really jump. So I just hmm. like those odds, especially especially where he fell at 30 to one below some of those other guys there. I just thought there's some upside there more right. so than the other guys. There are some spots where you could find most rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. And I think that's where I like Lawrence more because everyone's yeah. looking at Jalen Hurts and, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. the uh, Justin Fields, the the usual suspects. But I feel like that's where Lawrence could uh, break it. Also, if you look at those running back, th- those quarterbacks for t- touchdown running, it, it doesn't really jive with what they are for each individual game. Right, Brian? So what would Lawrence be for a rushing touchdown in uh mm. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just like, like their over-unders are like 10 and eight and a half and nine and 10. It's like, you're not going to get, it's not going to be minus 300 for the game. Anyway, we'll get well, to that when we go over. No, I, would say, yeah. I would say Lawrence last year for a rushing touchdown, you were getting like three to one. Yeah. Right. You, you were even getting yeah. plus 350 for some yeah. games. Uh, okay. So, so I guess yeah. you could, but for but him. Lawrence, yeah. Lawrence was different. Lawrence, I thought there was upside with Lawrence. The other guys, no, you by mm-hmm. right. Fields at one point was whatever, minus whatever. I don't then know. it was worth it. Uh, yeah. Harry's going uh, Josh Allen most touchdowns. Harry's here. Oh, okay. All right, Harry. <laughs> Can we hear you? I'm not sure. Can you nice. hear me? Nice. Yeah. I do hear you. Congratulations uh, on landing. And uh, give us your Josh Allen thoughts. I do have him at most touchdowns at five to one. I think he's going to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder this season uh, after missing uh, out on a lot of touchdowns because of forced turnovers by himself. Uh, he's averaged 36 touchdowns in the last three years. Uh, love the rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid that they got from Utah and Dawson Knox, a nice uh, combo at tight end. And St- Stephon Diggs has uh, gone back-to-back years, uh, double-digit touchdowns. I think Josh Allen has a big season with Buffalo. And uh, a lot of people talking about Cincy, a lot of people talking about Kansas City, not so much about huh. Buffalo this year. So I'm going to take Allen 5-1. to one. Did Dawson, uh, what does everyone on the airport tram think of that pick? You want to ask around? Two hour, two hour uh, uh, flight delay for no reason whatsoever. It's great. I know, is it listen. me or is, is Harry's audio better today? Yeah, it is. Can you just record from there all the time? <laughs> Shut up. Whatever man. airport you are. That sounds great. Um, well, the bills are a little weird. We have a, a league of leagues fantasy team and we're dropping Dawson Knox like what happened I know he has like a finger injury and I know they have Kincaid but is that it he had 15 touchdowns in two years and now all of a sudden he's like demoted to the backup I was just I just found that weird uh, even talking to Bills fans but uh, all right so that's that what is the other one okay so now this is that's uh, most passing touchdowns or most passing yards um I'm going to go just another extra prop here for quarterbacks. Bryce Young, under 22 and a half touchdown passes. It's minus 145. Not a great fig. But um, last year, 
Great year for rookie quarterback under in terms of touchdown passes. Pickett had seven. Ritter had two. Willis had zero. I know those guys started right away, but traditionally that 22 and a half number is tough to eclipse for first year quarterbacks. Mac Jones had 22 two years ago. Davis Mills, 16. Trevor Lawrence only had 12 that rookie year. Um, Three years ago, Burrow had 13. He got hurt. Um, Tua had 11. Kyler didn't get there in 2019. I think Herbert had 31 and miraculously Daniel Jones had 24. But other than that, the under 22 and a half has been a winner for like uh, a half a decade for over, you know, 10, 12, 14 quarterbacks. And now with a running quarterback and Bryce Young, you can't expect an aerial assault in this uh, rookie campaign. So give me Bryce Young under 22 and a half touchdown passes, minus 145. Parley kid, we've talked about Stafford and if he's going to make it to the finish line or even to the halfway line, you like his under total yards. Yeah, I think you probably like this one too, Sal. Stafford under 3,575 and a half yards. And we're getting plus next to it, plus 100. I mean, so uh, Mm -hmm. I I really like the odds here. Can Stafford... What's the Rams' plan here, Sal? It's sitting at three and six or two and seven, mm-hmm. uh, and and Stafford with his injuries. You know, even his wife was is so concerned about his injuries, which is always a factor to me, right? right. Um, the guy's coming off a spinal injury. Uh, he's coming off multiple concussions. He's yeah. had elbow surgery within the last uh, sixteen months. I don't know how much more this guy has to give. I mean, look, they sold out to win the Super Bowl and they did. So it's all it's it's worth it. But at some point, uh, if the Rams, which we're, we're kind of anticipating them probably after like nine or 10 games being three and seven. Right. Or, or something in that area. At what point are you like, all right, Matt, you know what? It's time. Even if he's healthy at that point, it's time to just maybe step aside, you know, and, and one hit. One injury, he's done, Sal. Cup is his only weapon on this team. They don't have a great offensive line. They don't run the ball really well. I don't care if Akers is back or not. They've had a cast of characters at running back Mm -hmm. since Gurley's prime uh, that haven't gotten it done. Cup is also coming off a myriad of injuries throughout the past, uh, you know, his career, and especially last year, uh, late in the season. He can only go across that middle so much uh, yep. before before his career is on the downside. So uh-huh. to me, Sal, this is a surefire under. And I'm a guy that loves the unders. I think it's much, much more fun to go. Yeah. I know, but it's much more fun to go over. But this one yeah. makes too much sense to me. Stafford yeah, look, I, on I, the under. Yeah, all right. I don't like, uh, you know, I, I know – psychologically and karmically, it's not great to root for guys who are completely healthy right now, like Tua and Stafford. I'm going against their teams because I just don't think they're going to make it. But Stafford, what, what motivation you're right. Parley kid does he have at this point, other than if he wants to motivate himself. And I hate people like that. That just doesn't make any sense. But uh, (laughs) so under 35, 75 and a half Uh, brother, Bry, which, uh, which, Player prop, you go. You were choosing between two here. Twenty-two and a half yeah, seems to be a fun two. number Look, for I, touchdowns. I looked, yeah. yeah, twenty-two and a half is a very common number we see with these quarterback touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I was looking at Jalen Hurts over twenty-two and a half because I think he went from six to sixteen to twenty-two. I think this year he goes. I think there's less rushing touchdowns, more passing touchdowns. So I mm-hmm. do like the over. It is weird to me though, and I get why they did it, but Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. 
is at 22 and a half. I'm, I'm going under there. I, it's just weird that Purdy is the same as Jalen Hurts. And look, Purdy was outstanding last year. He had, you know, 13 touchdown passes in six games. Right. But I don't necessarily think it was a fluke, but that number was, that number is just, that's high to me. That's like, you know, Derek Carr is still around that number. Right. Some good QBs have that number. You add the injury from last year. You who, don't are the good, really... who are the other good QBs that have that? You said Derek Carr, but who are the good? Yeah, I know. That's no, true. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's I have true. high hopes but, for but the even Saints. The... Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, um, you know, just not sure the health. Right. We we don't know from that injury last year. We didn't yeah. really see a lot of Brock Purdy. And, you know, who knows? Maybe something happens and Shanahan's just like, you know what? I want to go to Sam Darnold. There's always right. that possibility. So there's a lot of different things with this team. A lot of reasons that this I mean, <sighs> Purdy could throw for one touchdown every game and the Niners mm-hmm. still win a lot of games. That's very much possible. Yeah. So. I, w- I would take the under here. I just right. think it's too high. Yeah, for listen, uh, everyone's going to be an expert the other way, right? If the guy, if Mr. Irrelevant with a UCL injury all of a sudden comes out and it's just average or worse, everyone's gonna be like, you see, I told you. It's well, uh, you know, right. maybe yeah. could happen to Purdy or uh, any of those things you just laid out, Brother Brian, any of those scenarios. So 22 and I have the 49ers going far, so I can't really bet that one in particular. All right, Harry, you wrote on the outline here, Ritter under 2,600.5 passing touchdowns touchdowns i don't always agree with your bets but i think i think this is a winner i really how much can we get down yeah you did how much can we get down on this but uh you meant you meant yard you probably meant yards right i meant yards 2600 yards probably kid probably likes this he's down on ritter a bit too i'm but, uh, surprised you took this set because you, you have Kyle them Pitts. winning the division you have them Kyle winning the Pitts division fantasy they're not, yeah. they're not winning the division if he throws for 2400 yards wow well, listen, Darren, you know, they were thir- obviously I mentioned before uh, they were third best in rushing last year, had 2,700 yards rushing as a team. Algiers had over 1,000 yards. Cordell Patterson had to have a nice season until he got banged up. And in the first round of the NFL draft, they took Bijan Robinson, which was a surprise to a lot of people. But they are going to still pound the ball, try to be uh, the best team. Probably, they probably will be the best team rushing the ball this year. Ritter will be asked to manage this offense. Let the running game take control. Pass when needed. He started four games last year. He averaged 177 yards Mm. those games. Uh, I think Atlanta can get it done, win the division, win the running game, and not such a big passing game, and still get it done, and Ritter goes under 2,600. Mm. All right. I just don't know why you took Kyle Pitts with, like, your second pick. I don't know why... uh... But uh, mm-hmm. all right, that's uh, yeah, twenty twenty six hundred and a half yards. What three is yard that per game? Three yards, three yards, three yards, three yards touchdowns for Pets. That that I mean, is one seventy five yards. Okay, wow. I don't even think that many. Yeah, yeah. no, one fifty, one sixty. Yeah, yeah, it's about one fifty five. Probably. I mean, I there. I like it. I like what Harry's saying. I just don't think then you could say they're going to win. Like he picked them to win the division the other it's day, uh, yeah. and that would be tough. I mean. We'll see. He's, I mean, he's caught in the fog. He was everything's foggy, Parlor Kid. You understand? <laughs> uh, all right, listen. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to do the same thing for running backs. We'll be right back. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words: Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesar's can offer: hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app; it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling 
gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. All right, we're back. We just hit the quarterback props. Let's uh, go over some running back props. This is a little more wide open. For yardage on Caesars, Chubb is a 6-1 to one favorite to get the uh, most yards in the NFL rushing. <laughs> I don't know why. Then Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor is plus 750. Uh, he's second. <laughs> Someone I think is asleep at the wheel over there at Caesars. You could maybe get that for 60 or 70 to one elsewhere. But anyway, for now, uh, let's disregard that. And King Henry plus 850 for most yards. Uh, touchdowns. It's Henry first at six to one. Chubb seven to one. And Taylor nine to one. I'm going to go most rushing touchdowns. Nick Chubb. Seven to one odds. I'm putting a lot of rotten eggs in this Browns basket. I really am. But he had 12 last year. He was fourth in the league, but really second, if you don't count that Jamal Williams freakish 17 touchdown year, which probably won't happen again. So most of the guys at top were at 12 or 13. So Chubb right there in the mix. And Kareem Hunt is gone. And that guy was a goal line thief. He had 14 rushing touchdowns over the last three years. So Chubb at seven to one is my pick. For most rushing touchdowns, uh, Parley Kid, you have uh, you're taking a long shot here. Yeah, I'm gonna take a long shot in Ramondre Stevenson of the Patriots. Sal, most rushing yards at twenty to one. I uh, mm-hmm. was considering going with him uh, for most touchdowns, a la maybe uh, kind of way Damian Harris was in this offense a couple years ago when he scored fifteen. But you know, looking around the league, look, look at the Patriots depth chart right now. It's very interesting. They're carrying two running backs, which is very strange. And they're going to make some moves, I'm sure. But Stevenson, this might be the first time, and I think maybe thanks to Bill O'Brien, that this he is going to be the bell cow running back for this team. He's got ideal size. He's six foot, 227 pounds. He's an inside threat. He's an outside threat. The Patriots have a really good offensive line. I think they're going to really try to help Mac Jones by establishing the run game here this year. So this is a guy, 17 games last year, only seven starts, 210 carries, over 1,000 yards, averaged five yards a carry. Mm -hmm. This guy's the real deal. He is the real deal. I could see him getting close to 1,500 yards rushing this year if this Patriots team commits to him the way I think they're going to. Let's take Stevenson at 20-1. to To be the league's leading rusher, Sal. This could really happen. Bill O'Brien likes to run the ball. He likes to run the ball. Well, is his desire to run the ball greater than Belichick's desire to screw fantasy owners who anybody who has a Patriots running back in the last 15 years? That's it. Yeah. But right now, Sal, they they hate their running backs so much that Zeke is the backup. And we know Zeke's not going to get 15 carries a game, right? Right. Right. I don't well, see that. That's, that's the case. Zeke that's, could be uh, a vulture on the goal line. That's why I uh-huh. changed away from the touchdowns. Stevenson would have to basically double his uh, rushing. But uh, it's, I'm trying to look at like um, 
because he gets like 12 carries a game, but maybe under Bill O'Brien. I'm looking at like the Patriots. Has anyone won a rushing title for the Patriots under Belichick? I don't know. Corey Dillon, 2004 at 1,600 yards. Yeah. Uh, you got like Craig James at 1,200. I don't know. Curtis Martin at 1,480 in 1995. It's been a while, but all right. It's been a while. I, but I really believe in this. I believe this guy is legit. I believe legit. you believe. He is, yeah. he is legit. <laughs> Sal, this guy, he also caught 69 passes last year. I know. He, he is a legit player. I like him as a player. I definitely Telling do. I, ju- yes. I just hate to see uh, Belichick bury him. But all right. Uh, Harry, you have uh, Kenneth Walker, my guy, Big, uh, my fantasy keeper. Most rushing yards, 22 to 1. 22 to 1. Yeah. Uh, look, Walk- Walker's going to be a star in the NFL for a long time. Long time. He played in Michigan State one year, 1,600 yards, 6.2 yards a carry. And his rookie season started out a little slow. First three games at 58 yards. Last three games, 354 yards. Kept getting better as the season went along. Seattle offense has plenty of weapons. It's going to be hard to get this team off the field. Uh, Walker's a bit of a long shot at 22 to 1. But look, remember last year in the playoffs, they were beating San Francisco at halftime. Um, I think there's uh-huh. plenty of action here. Kenneth Walker, your guy in fantasy talent. It's a great uh, keeper for you. Uh, well, I'm jealous we'll there. Yeah. Oh, you, you are. Interesting. I am. All right. Well, I, you know, I, I almost didn't trade. keep him. I'll trade, I almost I'll trade didn't keep him. I'll trade you for pets. I don't like these petty, these injuries, these weird injuries like w- that he has. But, uh, and I, I took Charbon at, as a backup there. But uh, yeah, he stays healthy. He's right in the mix, I, I believe. I'm right there with you. All right, Brother Bry, I like this. Parlay Kid likes this. Pollard, most rushing touchdowns. Yeah, look, uh, Pollard, Tony Pollard, most rushing touchdowns, 21. Maybe, you know, maybe, again, you guys might like the yardage better. I mean, I've, I'm all in on Pollard this year. I think he has a huge year. I took over eight and a half when we went over the eight, uh, NFC East. But Pollard and Zeke last year, I, I, I talked about this last time, 21 rushing touchdowns combined between the two of them. I think those opportunities are there again, unless, you know, it's possible Dak could take a couple more potentially if he, on short yardage. Or, you know, again, if Trey Lance is running in for the one or something like that. But again, you go Rico Dowdle, kind of just like a career, like, you know, I I know he's still young, but he's kind of just a career backup. I I don't think he's stealing necessarily goal line carries. Deuce Vaughn uh, could be a very good player for them, but he's not going to steal touchdowns. I don't think there he might steal some carries uh, or some series or passes out of the backfield. And, you know, Ronald Jones, whatever they're doing with him, um, uh, I know he was hurt or he's missing some he's games. Gone. Early on. Yeah, so, he's gone. I yeah, think, or Brian. he was so even cut. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. even sure. So, yeah, so Pollard just, like like Parley Kid was saying with Stevenson, he, I mean, he is the man. There's really nothing that, there that should eat into his touchdown carries right. here. So I just thought at 20 to 1, uh, there's, he could easily get 15 this year. 15, All right. 16. I was trying to think, Parley Kid, what do you think Trey Lance's over under rushing touchdowns is this year? I don't have an answer, but what would you think? Um, two and a half or one and a half? Two and a half. Two, two, and, and, a half. Half. two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Yep. And then Dak, the more or the same? I mean, he's got to be more. Say, I don't know. Uh, I mean, well, no, because Dak will scamper. In. Very rarely do will the Cowboys sneak him in, but he'll scamper right. in. For, I'd say four and a half for Dak. Yeah. See, Brian, that's one you bet a lot, right? Dak to have a rushing touchdown. I remember you would like like stuff like that. I used right? to do that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I used to, because be again, for some him. of those. For some of those quarterbacks, you know, you 
there was ones again like Dak, Trevor Lawrence. If you liked them in certain matchups, that mm-hmm. they'd be you know three to one or whatever. It was it was it's weird. I'm it. not seeing Dak on any of the main. Uh, they have other quarterbacks there for rushing, but not not Dak. Good. It's all, right. all Pollard. All Pollard. <laughs> it's all Pollard. That's why they're yeah. not even bothering. All right, so uh, we'll give one more prop each running. Um, Boy, here I go hating on the rookies again, but I'm not convinced Bijan Robinson's offense. Sorry, Harry. I'm going under eight and a half rushing touchdowns, minus 130. I don't, I'm not convinced this offense is going to be uh, lights out like some uh, others do. Um, recording from an airport right now. But there's a there's a world, though. Honestly, there's a world where he's excellent. He racks up a ton of yards, but doesn't get in the end zone, right? Um, and I'm looking again, I'll list the rookies from the last few years. 800 plus yards. Out of the ones that had 800 plus yards last year. Uh, there were six of them, and Kenneth Walker was the only one with nine touchdowns or more than eight and a half. Brees Hall probably would have gotten there too, but that's my point. These guys' durability in the first year is a huge question mark. 2021, there was nobody, not uh, Najee Harris, not Mitchell, not Javante Williams. Um, you know, I'm looking at the team. Like Patterson led the team with nine. Algier had a few. Mariota ran a few in. Not a bunch of opportunities. So unless he's going to peel off 60-yard touchdown runs, I just don't see it. I'm going Bijan under eight and a half rushing touchdowns at minus 130. Harry, uh, Josh Jacobs. All right. You're throwing Brother Brian Bone here. Over a thousand and a half rushing yards. Yeah. I mean, am I, I'm, God, am I missing something here with Jacobs? He was the definition last year of, wor- of a workhorse. He averaged mm-hmm. about five yards a carry, almost 1,700 yards rushing. You just need 1,001. Three of his four seasons, he's gone over uh, over 1,000. With Jimmy G at quarterback, Jacobs doesn't have to worry about you know him passing for 40 times a game and going for 350 yards and three touchdowns. It, that's just not Jimmy G's type of game. Jacobs over 1,000 when he had 1,650 and change last year. I think that's the steal of the picks. That is bizarre number, Bry. Why is it 700 yards off from last year? Because they always do that with running backs. I mean, right? so I mean that's, a, that's a lot, it. though. That's that's 70. That's, you know, but nor- yeah, normally 60 percent, 70 percent. I think if there was no issues with Jacobs coming into this year, not nothing with the holdout, because, mm-hmm. again, maybe the first couple weeks, you know, maybe it takes him a few weeks to get into it. Um, especially, you know, they might not they might limit his carries early on, but. Normally, I would say it would probably be like 1150 for Jacobs, right? But yeah, so I, think, I mean, that's like I think 55 f- yards a game or something. I, like, know. That's, I think that's, 1150 that's would be, you know, with injury concerns. But yeah, thousand, Harry's right, though. I mean, you're getting a, you're getting a very low number. It here. seems and like again, it's like 150 he ha- he ha- yards off. At he least. has yeah. to perform again, right? Or right. He, he, right, he, needs, right. he needs a contract. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Parley kid, uh, James Cook over six hundred seven. Yeah, I like this guy for the Bills. Yeah, over six hundred seventy-five and a half. Brother Bry probably likes this one too. Um, you know, we've talked about the Bills improving themselves on offense. Um, really haven't done it at the receiver spot. Obviously, it's a tight end spot they have, and I think Cook is certainly more dynamic than any uh-huh. of their main backs that they've had over the past several years. Uh, last year alone. He went uh, over 500 yards on 89 carries. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry. Yeah, uh, I don't. I wouldn't expect that again this year. But he is their featured back. I know they bought in Damian Harris uh, from the the Patriots, but uh, he'll he'll spell Cook. But I think Cook easily surpasses this number and approaches close to a thousand plus yards this year 
in this Bills offense. Best running back they've had in several years. Cook over right. 675 and a half. Yep, like it a lot. Brother Bry, uh, Harris, that's Najee Harris, right? Over six and a yeah. half touchdowns? Yeah, Interesting. Najee Harris, over six and a half. Look, this this year needs to be his breakout year, right, for Najee? Yeah. His numbers have been solid, but hasn't been the dominant running back. You know, we kind of expected, although their offensive line had a lot to do with that, that they were holding him back. The line will be better this year for them. The Steelers' offense will be better in general. Supposedly, they said they really want to rely on Najee this year in the run game. Um, so, he, But even though he's been a little underwhelming there, his stats are pretty solid the last two seasons. Still has seven touchdowns rushing in the first two seasons. I could easily see this being a double-digit season of rushing touchdowns, 10 or 11 here. So I really like the over All six right. and a half. There you go. All right, so that was running backs. We did quarterbacks. Uh, we're going to shift our focus to play of the day. The degenerate trifecta is here. Harry coming to us live from the Hudson News at San Diego Airport. Uh, we'll be right back with the play of the day. All right, play of the day for Wednesday. Bunch of day ball, so you had to really look to find some night games. I'm picking a weird one here. Matt Olson has been in, incredible numbers-wise. Like, what'd we say, Brian? What'd you say? He's going to have... He could have 50 and 135 RBIs and not be the best player on his team. We're going to skip the MVP talk for a minute, but basically it's Acuna minus 130, bets even, and Freeman 11 to 1. So we'll talk more uh, in, in length at length about that next week. But Matt Olson, one thing he hasn't done is got knocked in a run. Five straight games versus teams with a losing record. He has not Knocked in a run. So I'm going under a half RBI, minus 110. It's going to be six in a row against these Rockies who, let me check. Uh, yeah, 49 and 83. That's a losing record. Unless somehow they manage to string together 35 wins in a row by the time this re <laughs> this post. Um, that counts as a losing record. Matt Olson, under half RBI, minus 110. Bri, you're going over a half RBI. Adam well, Duvall. Well, I'm an idiot here. I'm an idiot. I do love Adam Duvall today, but... You know, I always forget these games. I thought it was a seven o'clock game. It's like a four ten game, so forget oh, that's it. That's all right. But if no. you don't like it, I like it RBI because the guy's been hot as hell. Yeah. Nine games, seven home runs, seventeen hits, fifteen RBIs in that span. Valdez has been up and down, so I do like that. But in general, you know, for my main play, Sal, because people won't listen to this later, I'm just gonna go Dodgers again minus one and a half. Yeah, I mean, fat, fat on the who's pitching for the Diamondbacks mm. has been terrible. He's pitching to like a six ERA. Uh, you know, they easily won these last two games, nine to one, seven and seven to four. Um, you know, these Dodgers at home are just they're just a pain in the butt. Um, Unbelievable. So really, it's, really it's just, stupid team. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. Can't wait to and, see uh, how they blow it. Just get Dodgers yeah. <laughs> Braves in it already. Let's just get that. Uh, Let's NL just final. do it. I know. But are we. What do you think the odds were, are that we get that game? No, we're not. The, the, the National League always screws up. The guy, the teams they at the top of the do. National League. I yeah. know. It's like, you know, the odds of that series happening are probably The like, Phillies are hot again. The Phillies are getting hot again. Yeah, the Phillies will knock them off or like some kind of like the, the, the you Giants think it's still or something. About even? You think it's even for, the, that, for yeah, that to happen? Yeah, I'd be interested to see. Maybe Caesars could put them up or something. That's but yeah, I think it's probably yeah. about even to get it. Just take the It takes a lot to get there. Yeah. Dodgers at home. All right, Parley Kid, uh, Acuna home run plus 295, huh? 
Yeah. Um, look, I, I put the stink on Betts the other day uh, when I picked him to go over <laughs> one and a half bases. I told you I'd snap his uh, his streak. I mean, what is it? It's that that by the way, bet is like minus three ten, uh, like over. Uh, maybe actually over a half is minus three ten. Yeah, no, for bets. Oh, uh, yeah. for bets over one and a half total bases today is like minus one seventeen. I think it's a pretty That's solid what it bet is. Okay. still. Um, because right. I did look at that again, thinking I might come back with that, but I'm not gonna have bets burn me twice. Good luck to him. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Thirty six uh, so, home run. Him, yeah, another one yesterday. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna take Acuna here, Sal, to uh, hit a home run at plus two ninety five. He's six for ten in this series. Uh, against the Rockies with a homer. Uh, he gets to face lefty Kyle Freeland, who pitches to the uh-huh. tune of a five-year array and gives up homer after homer. Hmm. Acuna gets it done at plus 295. Pretty decent value there. All in, right. Of course, Harry, in Colorado, too. So. Uh, U.S. Open. Man, I live bet somebody. Who the hell was losing? Somebody was losing 4-2 in the fifth set down love 40 and i was like and, and his opponent who was it the the 19th seed or something uh medvedet no who i i can't even remember but anyway when i when i went to espn plus on it there's no announcers it seemed like there were 40 people in the crowd they had to be told to shut up every time before the serve because they were drunk and screaming and of course my guy blew it he lost like seven <laughs> six uh, and uh, so i paired that with the cubs which i was uh uh, proud of uh, over the Brewers, but anyway, uh, so that's a loss. But uh, you're going Taylor, uh, Harry Fritz. That's your that's, guy. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to follow you. You had a nice winner though on Monday's pod with uh, Djokovic minus uh, ten and a half games. Oh right? yeah, that I was mean, a nice well, one. The guy wins six at Love. That's a uh, that's those a nice are, little fun those, start. Yeah. Those are nice. So I'm taking Taylor Harry Fritz at minus mm-hmm. eight and a half games at minus one twenty five over <laughs> Juan Pablo Valeris. Uh Look, uh, right. Fritz is ranked ninth in the world. Valoris is 74th. Uh, he's only two and nine on hard courts in his career. Dominant serve by Taylor Harry Fritz. And Fritz does have four <laughs> titles on hard court. So minus eight and a half games. I see this 6 3, 6 1, 6 3 parlay kid. And another wow. winner for the H Dog. Wow. You just want to keep saying Harry over and over in his name. Um, yeah. It was You're Dimitrov right. against Molkan, was the, uh, the match I had. Like I said, uh, Molkan was up. He was like minus 160 when he was up four to two and 40 love. My God. And uh, I bet it. I was like, okay, great. And then I turned it on. Like I said, wow. almost no one in the stands. Everyone's screaming, making noise, being told to shut up. And this guy was exhausted. This Molkan guy, he had his hands on his knees and needed like 40 seconds in between each point. Dimitra was like, what the hell? What is going on? I'm like, oh my God, how is this guy going to hold on? No way. He loses 11-9, the tiebreaker. So anyway, lots of <laughs> even fun. I, I, wasn't that bad playing, I wouldn't even, even I wasn't that bad playing Brian. Harry, he uh, would go that, to the at back. At the end, you're bad. He would go to the wall. <laughs> after like a shot, after a point, he right. would walk to the wall and with his back to the player and just lean on the wall and start breathing. <laughs> it was, I was like, what am I watching? There's no announcers. I could hear like this family in the crowd. It was really, really weird. But anyway, U.S. Open is uh, is fun. And uh, that's what we have for a minute until football starts. We have a big announcement coming up. I'm not going to say anything. Um, all right, I'll say it. Harry has a layover in San Jose. So if you want to <laughs> meet him there, uh, that's where you go. No, anyway, we'll be back. Right, babyface? Can't say anything yet, right? Uh, need an autograph? You need an autograph? In a second. In a second. Yeah. Go, yeah. go to go to the uh, baggage claim. Harry's right there. <laughs> but no. 
Big news, baby face. We're going to hold on to it till tomorrow, right? I think that's the smart play. Let, let's you're teasing it. I love that's the deep tease, and that's why right. you're the best in the business. All right. I couldn't do it without you guys. So that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs for Babyface Joel Solomon and the Degenerate Trifecta. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, 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 na